2022, it's arrived. So how was 2021? For some people it might have been a great year. Maybe you knew someone who got married. Maybe you got married. Or met someone special. Maybe you became a grandparent for the first time. Or maybe a second or third time. Perhaps you managed to get away on holiday or saw friends and relatives you hadn't seen for a while. There will have been good moments in 2021, as in 2020, but it was overshadowed by the pandemic, and like a storm cloud, it is difficult to ignore. So 2022, a new start, and hopefully good things to look forward to. Did any of you make New Year resolutions? Getting more exercise? Eating less chocolate? Whatever it might be. Now it's only the second, but I do hope you've managed to get through day one and day two has started well. I suspect though that many people who make New Year resolutions are lucky to get to the end of January before they've fallen by the wayside and are back to picking up the chocolate biscuits off the supermarket shelf. Do we really commit ourselves to it? This morning, I would like us to think about commitments both individually and as members of this church. I think we all understand what commitment means. Some of you will commit yourselves to look after the grandchildren. If you're employed, you make commitments to your employer to do the work they ask you to do. Many of us commit ourselves to doing things in the church. But what about our commitment to God? Where are we with that? Whilst I might commit to reading them to intimations one Sunday every three months, that's more of a commitment to West Cobain Parish Church. Or more particularly to Carol, because she does the rota. Of course it's important we volunteer to do things in the church. And without that, not a lot would happen. But what comes first? Our commitment to God, and therefore we want to serve him in this church. Or do we like to volunteer, but are not entirely sure why we're doing it? So what's motivating us? One of the commentaries I was looking at as a considered commitment said this, If we expect people to commit themselves to God, then first they must understand God's commitment to them. If we expect people to commit themselves to God, then first they must understand God's commitment to them. So what is God's commitment to us? Paul writing to the Ephesians in chapter 2 helps us to understand that commitment. In verses 1 to 3, he describes to the faithful in Ephesus what they were like. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. All of us 
lived amongst them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were, by nature, objects of wrath. Transgressions. That's probably not a word that you use very often when you're out with your friends for a coffee. So what does it mean? It's an act against a law, rule, or code of conduct, an offence. The Jewish converts in Ephesus would have understood this word. They would have realised that Paul is saying to them, You have broken the law, you have sinned. And because of this, you are deserving of punishment. And Paul doesn't say you were in an accusing way. No, he says, all of us lived amongst them. We were like that. Pretty bleak. There is hope, though. Thankfully, the next sentence starts with a but. Verses 4 and 5. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. Because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. So love, mercy and grace. John chapter sixteen verses three sorry, John chapter three verse sixteen. In the words of Jesus, For God so loved the world that he gave us his only Son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But just as important, verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And what of mercy? We deserve to be punished, but instead God is merciful and chooses not to judge us, as we deserve. Romans chapter 9, 15 and 16. God says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. It does not, therefore, depend on man's desire or effort, but on God's mercy. And grace, what does this mean? What does that word mean? It means that God has freely chosen to pardon our sins through Jesus. It's not something we can earn. It's a gift given to each of us by God. Verses 8 to 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, 
which God prepared in advance for us to do. Love, mercy and grace. This is God's commitment to us. Unconditional love, mercy and grace. And because of this, though we do not deserve it, through God's grace we are saved. And through his grace, amazingly, we are able to do his works that he has prepared in advance for us. We are able to do his works that he has prepared in advance for us. I think it's quite easy to miss out that second half of verse 10. But it is wonderful to think that God has prepared works for us. That he knew us even before we were born. And that he prepared works for us. I'm not conscious that I've thought about that before in the context of that verse. Have you? So back to the question, what comes first? Our commitment to God and therefore we want to serve him in West Kilbride Parish Church? Or do we like to volunteer but are not entirely sure why we're doing it? If we acknowledge God's commitment to us, freely given, unconditional love, mercy and grace, and know it in our hearts, I think it's quite hard not to respond by committing our lives to him, committing to serving him. God has given me so much, therefore, all I can do is... I'll let you finish that sentence for yourself. So January the 2nd, 2022. What holds for this year coming for the church here in West Bright and each of us as part of the church family? Remember that verse 10. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Are we prepared to do God's work, which have been prepared in advance for us to do? This is a challenge to each of us. Are we prepared as a congregation to seek what he has prepared for us and go and do it? Times are changing within the Church of Scotland. Are we ready to stand up and be counted? And what if you're not part of this fellowship and you're watching this service being streamed? Maybe you live in West Kilbride or another part of Ayrshire or somewhere else in the world. Please think about what God has done for you Read these verses in Ephesians chapter 2 again. Because God loves you. Because of his mercy and grace, you have a relationship with him. And he wants you to have that relationship. None of us can earn that relationship. It's a gift that he gives each of us. Maybe you've never been in a church. Or maybe you haven't been in one for years. If you live in West Kilbride, we'd be delighted to see you on a Sunday morning. If you want to contact the minister, have a look at the website. 
And if you live further away, look for a church that would be right for you. It's the start of a new year. But where do we want to be this time next year with our lives? And so to the passage from Joshua. Joshua is now an old man nearing the end of his life. He has served his God throughout his life. And God has kept his word to the people of Israel and freely given them the promised land. But the book of Joshua also reminds the Israelites of the consequences of them not following God. Joshua makes a commitment and he challenges his people. He says at the end of verse 15, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And the people responded, We will serve the Lord. So if Joshua walked through these doors this morning and stood here today, what would you say to him? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father in heaven, as we come out of the time of Advent and into a new year, we thank you for the gift of your Son, our Lord Jesus, and we thank you for your love, mercy and grace. That because of this, our relationship with you is restored and made new again. Help us to serve you here in West Kilbride Parish Church and be able to do your good works you prepared in advance. Amen.